Hey everybody, it's Kennedy Hawk from the MCM team. I decided to record one more solo episode to wrap up this year, and it's all about New Year's hero resolutions and Marvel Champions. So let's dive in and talk about Kennedy Hawk's 2023 New Year's hero resolutions. So me and my family, we always do all sorts of New Year's resolutions, and as a gamer, I always do um, some gaming-related resolutions and goals for myself for the year, because for some reason, it's always motivating to me. So, as always, I try to set out to record all of my games, whether Marvel Champions or the various other games I play, into the BG Stats app. That way I can know how many games I played, which games got played, which games I should cycle in and out of my collection. I do some really fun things called 10x10 and 5x2 challenges. So a 10x10 challenge is you pick 10 games in your collection that you're going to try to play 10 times that year. And with this, I always pick my favorite games. So my games for this year are like Marvel Champions, the Power Rangers deck building game... One Piece TCG, Dice Throne, some games that I know I'm going to hit 10 times, and then a couple that I try to challenge myself with. I also like to take five of my games that are either unplayed or not played enough, in my opinion, based on my analysis, and put those into my collection and say, I want to play these five games at least two times to justify keeping them around. So for this year, I've got Rising Sun, I've got Edo, I've got... Um, I should pull up my list here. Instead of, <laughs> instead of making them up. I've actually got the Lord of the Rings LCG because I haven't played that in a long time. Um, I've, yeah, lots of games that I wish I played more. So I have five of those games, and that's going to be a little bit of a harder challenge. In the past, before Marvel Champions ex existed, I did legendary challenges where I tried to play with every hero or every villain from the legendary deck-building game. But this year, I'm making myself a Marvel Champions-specific resolution or challenge for my 2023. What I did is I've recorded every game of Marvel Champions I've ever played in a little app, a spreadsheet, and a little data log that I keep for myself. So I've added up all those statistics to figure out for each hero what is the most underplayed aspect for that hero by my records. So this is my most underplayed aspect with each hero, which depends on what my playgroup is setting up for the week. So some of these might seem like weird aspects to pick for that hero, but that's just because we sort of assign aspects to people each month as we, we go through with our four-player games. So I've gone through all 41 heroes. I've identified a gap in my gameplay pattern with them. I'm going to go over a combo that I'm going to try to play a deck with with that hero in this coming year. So I'm going to go through all 41. You know, with Wolverine and Storm, that doesn't make too much sense. We've only had them for a couple weeks. But I still did look and see what aspects do I play the least. Now there's a caveat on that. If if it was pretty close, <laughs> like if, uh, if I had like 30 plays in aggression and 31 plays in, in leadership, I might choose leadership just because it's so close that I want to try out a deck or fun combo with new cards. So let's go through them. They're going to be mostly in alphabetical order, but I'm going to put Adam Warlock last because I'm not going to be able to pick a single aspect. Instead, I'm going to talk about a deck type that I'm going to try to play with Adam Warlock. So in almost alphabetical order... We're going to start with Ant-Man. With Ant-Man, I've surprisingly played Aggression the least, which was really shocking to me. I used to play a lot of Aggression Skilled Strike decks with Ant-Man, but it's been a long time, and I love playing Ant-Man and all the other aspects. What I'd really like to do is try to build through with some of the new cards from Valkyrie's pack with Quick Strike and Smash the Problem with Giant Strength, so you can do a bunch of flipping, increase that attack, and then use Quick Strike and Smash the Problem to really, you know lay into the villain or, you know, remove a lot of threat using those events that scale off your attack. 
Um, with Black Panther, my least played aspect was Justice. Um, and what I'd like to do with Black Panther, a lot of times with Black Panther, I don't pick the Tactical Genius upgrade, which is the special upgrade that removes one threat from a scheme, or two if it's the final step in your sequence. But I want an excuse to choose Tactical Genius, but I also want to be able to build my Black Panther upgrades super quickly. So I'm going to try to use Chance Encounter and one way or another to cycle through my deck quickly and keep recurring Shuri so that I can get all four Black Panther upgrades out as fast as possible in my game. So we'll see how that works out. Pretty excited to try that one. With Black Widow, it was aggression. Um, and this was a close one. <laughs> With Black Widow, it was actually like almost an even split because I used to play a ton of protection with Black Widow um, back when Heroic was first new. Um, so what I really want to try is a deck with Aggressive Energy and Dance of Death, because that adds to the damage of each event. So Dance of Death with Aggressive aggressive Energy should be a 2 damage, a 3 damage, and a 4 damage attack, which seems pretty legit. Or if you use 2 Aggressive Energies, you know, even, even more crazy. We finally get to a Protection deck here. Um, actually, 16 of these heroes, I played the least with Protection, so it was my most popular aspect that I played the least with different heroes. With Captain America, it was Protection, um, which is surprising, because he's a really good Protection hero, but he came out with Leadership, and I played him the most with Leadership. I ran probably too much Yarnbjorn and Captain America in my life for it to be... Um, Aggression, and when Captain America came out, the aspect I was assigned by my team for that, like, two-month-ish period was Justice. So I played a ton of Justice Captain America when he first came out, just using heroic determination and heroic uh, intuition. So what I want to do with Captain America, and I've already built this one and played it, like, a couple times before the end of the year, so it's cheating, um, is I want to build a symbiote suit repurpose deck with Captain America, because Cap can already stand, so if you can get symbiote suit on him, plus his shield out, you're sitting at 3-3-4 for your stats, which would be a really fun leadership deck, but I've played way too much leadership with him. So what I'm thinking about doing instead is putting out Force Field Generator. I've got 4 for my defense, so I'm not taking a ton of damage, and I can probably get that to down to 1 counter um, with some shenanigans. And then I'll repurpose the Force Field Generator to shoot my attack up to a 6, I guess, or my thwarting up to 6, or even more with Heroic Determination. Um, which it just seems super fun. So repurpose is a little weird because he doesn't have any tech upgrades, but because of that already, you can get double use out of the repurpose boost stat, which lets you repurpose even cheaper things and still get pretty good value. All right, um, Captain Marvel, um, Justice surprisingly didn't play a lot of Justice with Captain Marvel, um, but she does have you know this crisis interdiction that lets you remove threat from two different schemes if you have aerial and we've gotten some new aerial cards with nova so i think that could be pretty fun with yawn roll i also think that that leads to wanting to be some sort of like aoe threat remover so we could do something with even the odds and yawn roll and even the odds both have energy resources which we know carol thrives off of and she likes card draw so you know one way or another um, with Colossus, it was also Justice. Now, this would have been Leadership, but I played that One Punch Man deck way too many times. Um, and you're going to notice there's a couple cards in here that I include a lot, and one of them, embarrassingly, is Scare Tactics. I really want to find a way to make Scare Tactics useful. <laughs> I don't know if we have that yet, but with Colossus and his Titanium Muscles, you're going to be able to play Concussive Blow, Steel Fist, 
combo that with Scare Tactics, which is from the Guardian's Wave. It was a hero action attack, deal 3 damage to a confused enemy. So I'm hoping to almost, like, confuse lock the villain, because I can confuse them and then use armor up. Um, well, I guess you can't armor up in front of confused. I can confuse them and just try to not burn the confuse um, and, and do as much damage as I can with Scare Tactics. And these are just brainstorms. I haven't built all of these decks yet, because... There are much better deck builders out there than me. So if you build a deck with one of these combos, please let me know, because I would love to try it out. All right, with Cyclops, my least played aspect was Protection, and I always focus on Expen Allies with Cyclops, but I never focus enough on what cool tactics I can include. So on his Alter Ego, you can search your deck for a tactic upgrade and add it to your hand, so that could be really fun with Defensive Stance. With Tactical Brilliance, you choose a tactic in your discard pile and add it to your hand. So I want to build some kind of deck where I actually use non-X-Men allies, so Avengers and Guardians. I can give them, um, you know, honorary X-Men if I want to, but I would get the, what is it, protective training, which isn't that great. It's just extra hit points. But what I like to do is use Stand Together and then keep using Tactical Brilliance to bring it back to my hand. So Stand Together is an alliance tactic. When a friendly character would take any amount of damage from an attack, exhaust an Avenger character and a Guardian character you control, prevent all that damage, and deal that much damage to the attacking enemy instead. So you can prevent some huge villain attack by exhausting two allies, and then bring that right back to your hand using Tactical Brilliance, which seems super fun. Um, with Doctor Strange, I mean, I've played with Protection with him the least. I think he could make a pretty fun thematic um, Doctoring deck with Second Wind. Here's another one that I really want to make work with someone. Um, but I also thought of the combo using Get Behind Me with Seven Rings of Ragador and with Wong because you're going to be able to heal Doctor Strange and get tough counters on yourself. You can cancel a ton of treachery cards because Doctor Strange also has a treachery cancel in his kit. So you can almost like try to eliminate the villain phase by playing as Doctor Strange. So instead of overpowering him with your offensive and thwarting invocations, you're really focusing on the defensive side of things. With Drax, um, leadership was my least played. So here we're talking about making a Mantis deck. So I want a deck that like lets my friendly characters and friendly heroes almost reach the brink of death. And then do something with Mantis and get ready to basically heal that hero almost all the way up to full health. Maybe reinforced suit on Mantis so you can use her as many times as possible. You could put command teams in there, all sorts of new cards that could go well with, like, a Mantis super healer deck. With Gamora, Justice was my least uh, played, and it was almost Justice and Aggression, which was really surprising to me because she thrives off attack and thwarts. But because of her deck-building restriction, I think I build her in protection and leadership more than anything. What I'd really like to do is try out the Alliance card Problem Solvers, because I have not played a lot of the Alliance cards, sadly. Um, and I think that could be pretty cool. So I think making, like, an AoE threat removal decks so you can focus on jessica jones and one way or another bring even the odds and problem solver in a multiplayer game and really try to like eliminate a ton of side schemes all at once um or like let them build up in this risk reward kind of way and then knock them all down and use turn the tides and, and all sorts of crazy stuff all right with ghost spider i actually had justice as well as her least played aspect which again is surprising because she has one thwart but i think i've played a lot of leadership ghost spider because i've liked different combos with that Played a lot of aggression because of st skilled strike and obviously a lot of protection. Um, but Justice has some cool interrupts and reactions too. So I want to make a deck with foiled and great responsibility. With Ghost Spider, you spend a lot of time in hero form. Taking a little bit of damage and flipping down and healing it isn't the end of the world for Gwen. Um, so great responsibility could be a cool way where like you defend for yourself. 
then you absorb someone else's scheme activation, and then you defend for the third player, um, just like, you know, eliminating the villain phase. Foiled, same thing, just helping with the threat. Um, Groot, my least played aspect was aggression. Um, so I think using like aggressive energy with root snap could be really cool. And one thing I haven't tried, and I don't know why, because this came out in, you know, Groot's cycle, is like a minion summoning Groot deck that focuses on getting to 10 growth counters as fast as possible with root snap. So using looking for trouble and Angela, things like that. So root stomp is a deal five damage to an enemy. If that attack defeats an enemy, place one growth counter on Groot. So you're just trying to get to maximum growth counters and then use those cheap allies to block. Um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye had the least played with protection. And props to Discord. A ton of people on Discord. Film Theory, Dead Wolf. Um, several others have told me that Hawkeye protection is good. And I just haven't built it enough to play it. Um, specifically when... Um, Sinister Motives came out, a lot of people pointed out, hey, Jump Flip could be really good with Hawkeye because it shores up both your weaknesses in one card, right? When you would take any amount of damage, prevent two of it. If you paid for this card using a Lightning resource, remove two threat from the main scheme. Um, so you can, for two resources, avoid two damage and remove two threat. Hawkeye's biggest weaknesses. You can then rely on his kit, right, on his um, Expert Marksman's to play whatever arrow you're going to play that turn. And you haven't defended yet, so you can still do your base attack of three, and you can even counterpunch after that. So with a jump flip counterpunch and one other card in hand, you can, in the villain phase, prevent two damage, remove three threat, sorry, prevent two damage, remove two threat, deal three damage, and still end the phase ready so that you can swing for three and shoot an arrow, which is pretty crazy. Uh, Hawkeye love, sorry, we could talk about that for days. Um... Hulk deck. Hulk was also protection, and I think there's lots of new protection cards that can make Hulk fun. So again, I'm looking at this, this, these. Sometimes these heroes in alphabetical order <laughs> paired with what I wanted to build them with. So again, I'm thinking about jump flip and counter punch with Hulk. Um, jump flip really shores up some of Hulk's weaknesses because you can prevent damage, so you don't have to exhaust to defend. That way, you always get to swing to attack. Counter punch, you can punch back for three. Um, that is kind of like a two-card combo, and you're only drawing four cards and can't hold cards in hand. So that might not be the best deck, but it could be super fun. We also have What Doesn't Kill Me Now, which actually synergizes with Hulk's physical resource obsession. So that could work pretty well, and I'm excited to try it out. With Iron Man, my least played aspect was leadership, because I played a ton of Iron Man Justice. Way too much Iron Man protection back in the energy barrier days, and a lot of Iron Man Yarmbjorn um, using his two gauntlets. Um, I haven't tried Iron Man with, um, what is it, Pitchback, the aerial aggression event. I think that could be super fun. Um, but I mainly want to try it with leadership because I think you could make a fun aerial deck, right? We can have aerial supremacy. We can have Captain Marvel who thrives off uh, energy resources. Captain Marvel, the ally, right? After Captain Marvel enters play, discard the top four cards of your deck. If you discard a printed resource... Printed energy resource, deal three damage to enemy. If you discarded more than one, um, also stun that enemy. So she can come into play, hit the villain, and stun them. So Iron Man doesn't take as much damage. Then she can do a ton of thwarting and attacking with you for a while. Um, just seems like it could be a super fun combo. Works with Repulsor Blast and all that good stuff. Um, for Ironheart, protection was my least played aspect. And this is another deck that's probably not that great, but I'm excited to try it out in multiplayer, um, just for some, like, wow factor turns. Which I'm all about the wow factor and casual play in my life right now. Um, so Sector Scan is an Ironheart card. Reduce the cost to play it by X, where that's her version number, so eventually it'll be free. Hero action until the end of the round. 
you may look at the top card of the encounter deck at any time. So you can use that with protection cards that work off the top card of the encounter deck. So I'm talking about things like Defiance, or like knowing when to get behind me, because you know what the villain's going to attack you for, and you know that a treachery is coming up, so you should save resources or your defend action for get behind me. Um, so pretty excited to try that out. There is only one of sector scan in your deck. So you're going to have this wow factor, then you're going to have to like cycle your whole deck or use your other VB cards to get sector scan back faster, right? There's the one that I think can search for a VB card. So you got mobile champions bunker too, so it could work out. All right, Miss Marvel. This one I know is bad, but I'm excited about it because when Miss Marvel came out, morale boost was in Miss Marvel's pack. And the designers told us in an interview, yeah, we designed this card for Miss Marvel because her stats are kind of weak. And we all, like, balked at it, right? Because she already has 1-1-1 one, one, one stats. She has a great ability, so she has no reason to basically ever use her stats. Um, and even if you morale boost them, they're, like, nothing to write home about. Captain America has the same stats and doesn't have to pay for it. So it is very frustrating, because I know in the comics Miss Marvel could be a great thwarter, a great attacker, and a great defender. So I don't understand why her stats are so low, but I'm excited to try out the designer's maybe intent, maybe excuse here. Uh, and with new, new cards like Go All Out and the thwarting version of that, I think it could be fun to try. Um, it's not going to be a world beater, right? I mean, this these two cards would obviously work better with Captain America and Quicksilver and several other people. Um, but I think it could be fun to try Miss Marvel. So we're going to try it, because it's my least played aspect with her. Um, with Nebula, I'm really excited for this. I want to build, I've seen other people do it, and I've never gotten a chance to, an overkill deck with Nebula. So using Cutthroat Ambition as my technique, um, it gives, while she's in hero form, her attacks gain piercing and overkill. And then using cards like Follow Through, I really want a deck that makes Follow Through worth the two resources it pays. So when your heroes attack, deals any amount of excess damage, increase that damage by one. So the cool thing about Cutthroat Ambition is it increases any um, attack events excess damage. So even something silly like Uppercut gets its, uh, sorry, it gives any of them overkill. So even something silly like Uppercut, um, so you can think of a lot of aggression attack events that you wish had overkill um, into the fray, things like that. So it could be like a minion summoning deck that you then into the fray and follow through to like remove a bunch of threat and push a ton of damage out of the villain. Anyway, I'm excited about that one. I'm talking about it a little, little longer than I had intended. This was going to be a quick, quick breezy one, but I get distracted. All right, Nova, my least played aspect is protection, and he's a protection ally, so I really am excited to do this. We've gotten new protection um, things that can actually make Nova the hero feel like Nova the ally that's able to ping things before they attack. So, I'm talking about things like Powerful Punch and First Hit. We can use those with Nova to attack during the villain phase, um, which I think could be pretty exciting. Uh, we also have Force Field Projection in Nova's kit, and we have Unleash Nova Force until the end of the round. So this isn't until the end of the round action. Usually you use that in the hero phase, but you could use it in the villain phase as well, like that... that um, constant ability persists into the villain phase. So hero action until the end of the round, each time Nova defeats an enemy or removes the last threat from a scheme, ready Nova and draw one card. So I even thought about putting like jump flip in here because you can be removing threat from a scheme to lower lower the main scheme to lower it and trigger even more card draw with Unleash Nova first during the villain phase. Um, 
Now, readying Nova isn't that super helpful in the villain phase, unless there's a ton of attacks, so you can like defend for the whole table by playing a bunch of these events um, and hitting minions or whoever with them. I think that could be pretty fun. So, willing to try it out. Uh, it's probably going to be against Ultron, so that there's a ton of minions for me to kill. <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. Um, next one is Phoenix, which was also protection. So with this... The only protection card I have here in my little combo cheat sheet is Brother Voodoo, because he can seek out, like, the right events. But I really want to build a deck, and I haven't done this with Phoenix. I'm the type of player that I mainly stay in restrained mode until, like, the turn I'm going to win. And then maybe I flip to Unleashed, but I just I sit in restrained for as long as possible, because those having extra resources is so helpful. And you still get the resources in Unleashed, but you have more of them in, in restrained. Um, but I think it could be really fun to burn those resources really fast, get to three attack, and then power up all your abilities. We could synergize with the Retaliate from Phoenix Suit, which would be super cool. Um, telekinetic Attack becomes a crazy nine damage uh, overkill attack, which seems like it should be super fun. And Brother Voodoo can go find the right attacks so that you have the right event from Phoenix's kit at the right time, which is one of the problems I've had with Phoenix. All right, well, we're halfway through the alphabet at least. Um, Quicksilver, I've played the least with Justice, because I really like him as a protection hero. I love him with Yarmbjorn, and I've played way too much of the morale boost uh, moxie <laughs> version of a deck with Quicksilver. But we have a readying card in Justice that I believe came in the Nebula pack, so it's been out there for a while. But I think he could be pretty fun with Justice Served. Um, it's just one extra ready for Quicksilver, especially on maximum velocity turns, because you can, like... Wham bam into a scheme and into the villain for attack because you have boosted stats in both, which could be pretty cool. Um, Rocket, I have played the least in leadership, surprisingly, and I've known this for a long time that like reinforced suit and the leadership upgrades are things that you can discard with Rocket to gain big bonuses and card draw when you're in alter ego form. Uh, but I haven't played it a ton, so I'm going to try it out. I know I have a lot of Rocket fans on the channel, and I am a Rocket denier, so I will probably record some of these videos so you can see me suffer or enjoy Rocket and maybe change my tune on him. But I think it could be fun to make, you know, a flippin' Rocket deck. Flippin' as in the hero flips a lot with Moxie, using like allies down to their last hit point with Reinforced Suit, turning that into card draw, hopefully drawing into a bunch of Moxies, flipping up and using I Got a Plan to like clear a bunch of schemes and just be that like versatile fill the gap player as Rocket, which seems seems like it could be fun ish maybe hopefully sorry rocket all right scarlet witch i played the least in protection now i was really excited about this at first um because chaos magic right can reduce the cost of something to zero the printed resource cost um you just discard cards from the top of the encounter deck equal to its cost instead which isn't that big of a deal and I was thinking, what are some expensive things that I never get to play? And my first thought was, oh, staying together from protection. But that's an interrupt that you can normally only play in the villain phase, because it's after someone would take damage. Um, and Chaos Magic is a hero action, so you can't play something like at the wrong time. You have to play a card from your hand that you can actually play. But there's a card in Aggression, where the villain attacks you, and then you get to remove threat from the scheme. So this one, again, is super hokey. But with Spiritual Meditation, you should probably be able to get these three cards in your hand eventually. Use Bait and Switch to have the villain attack you and remove four threat from the scheme. And then use Stand Together with Chaos Magic. Um, which, again, now that I'm reading that, uh, this, this is not a deck that works. 
I guess you'll use Chaos Magic to get your allies out there and keep them out there because you're never going to be able to use Chaos Magic to play an Interrupt, which is a bit of a bummer. I wish that card was worded a little differently and it was like, Interrupt when you play a card, ignore its resource cost and do this instead. Be a little bit more versatile of a card. At the same time, Wanda doesn't really need a buff, so let's just live with what Wanda is. Either way, going to try Wanda Protection out, a better one than what I showed. Next deck is one that you actually can use Bait and Switch with. Um, so this is Shadowcat. Shadowcat I have played the least with protection as well. So in phased form, she has, well, Shadowcat is defending, she cannot take damage, so you can do that with, like, jump flip and things like that. But what I'm thinking about doing is bait and switching during the hero phase so that the villain attacks me. I can defend and take no damage, flip to the other form, counterpunch, which lets me flip back to phased form for the next villain phase, and do all sorts of tricky shenanigans with that, where I get to pick when the villain activates during the hero phase, which I think could be pretty fun. Alright, She-Hulk. I want to build a She-Hulk leadership deck. This is another one that was pretty much tied um, with protection for me. I had played both of these very little. I know I played a like Quinjet deck with She-Hulk back in the day that barely pushed it over, but I decided to go with leadership because I really want to make go-all-out work on as many heroes as possible. She-Hulk's a natural flipper, so I love flipping uh, with Moxie decks with She-Hulk, which naturally lends into go-all-out. She's already got six for her stats, because she's got two for defense, three for attack, and one for thwarting. So go-all-out go is a two-resource cost for six damage attack, which is it's reasonable. You can even do it after you've one-two punched, right? You might need a little bit of resource help, um, but it should be pretty good. Oh, and one thing I should mention is a lot of times we don't like to use attack events with She-Hulk because of superhuman strength. She gets plus two attack. After she does any attack, discard superhuman strength to stun the enemy, so you would lose the bonus of the plus two attack if you don't make that attack a base attack. But here with Go All Out, you still get the bonus from that plus two attack. You'll still have to discard it, but then Go All Out becomes an eight damage for a two cost attack that also stuns the enemy, which seems super okay. Next is Penny Parker Spider. Um, here I want to try leadership as well, again using Moxie because I think she has strong incentive to flip once you um, get her aunt and uncle down. But you can also use Spider-Man to ready her to get extra use out of that Moxie and host Spider once you get your um, interfaces up and running. So I think that could be a fun deck to try out. Spectrum. Um, Spectrum, my least played, was Leadership. It's funny how, um, on this slide, Spectrum and Spider-Ham, my least played aspect is the aspect that came packaged with. <laughs> so, with Spectrum, since she starts with Ariel, I think she's the perfect character to take advantage of air supremacy. You can also use Moxie, because you're doing a lot of form flipping, and there's a lot of good leadership allies of Ariel now. We're talking about Captain Marvel, we have Falcon, and several others, that I think that could be a worthwhile deck trying out. Um, with Spider-Ham, my least played aspect is Justice. I've played a ton of protection with Spider-Man, a ton of aggression, um, and a, a reasonable amount of leadership because of clarity of purpose, but not a lot of Justice. So I want to do something where I take advantage of that Confuse from Swinging Web Pig, so we can use Sonic Rifle to pump out extra damage. We can use Scare Tactics, which also becomes 3 damage. Again, Scare Tactics, not a great card, but I want to find a use for it. And if I'm talking about underused aspects with heroes, you're probably going to have to go into some anti-synergy, in my opinion, to find uh, some fun things to do. Or at least I want to try it out. See how it goes for 21-3. We can also use Swift Retribution to like absorb a Confuse. So Swinging Web Kick and Sonic Rifle are still useful. Things like that. 
Um, so some cheap cards that can be used with tune counters, just a single tune counter for some damage seems pretty reasonable. Um, Spider-Man, this is Peter Parker Spider-Man first. I think with Peter Parker Spider-Man, again, I'm trying to make follow-through work. I love the three damage for eight with Swinging Web Kick, right? But it pales in comparison to, like, Hammer Toss or um, Phoenix's attack that we talked about earlier. So what could be really fun is we now have this new card marked, attached to a minion, uh, attacks against attached minion gain overkill. So you can combine that with your spider tracer, attach a bunch of things on a minion and maintain them for a while, and then use web kick with follow through to push a ton of damage on the minion, remove a bunch of threat, and deal damage to the villain, which could be pretty fun. With Spider-Man Miles, my least played protect, uh, aspect is protection. And here I really just want to monopolize on the constant ability to get tough that Miles has, specifically with defense mechanism, right after he defends, you can get tough, or after you um, you can you can get tough in the villain phase and then use get behind me to soak that tough and do things with it. I think that could be a fun way to do things. You can also have the villain stunned and then use get behind me to throw damage into your tough um, to cancel a treachery card, which could work out pretty well. Spider-Woman. Um, here, this isn't actually my least played pairing. Uh, my least played pairing is Justice Aggression, what she came packaged with, because there's not a ton of synergy there. Um, yet. At least I haven't found a ton that I really enjoy. Um, but I'm super excited to try this deck out. I've been try tinkering with it for a while with Band Together and with uh, Power and All of Us. But using Regroup from Leadership when an ally is defeated by an enemy attack, return it to its owner's hand instead of discarding it. Toe-to-toe -to -toe from Aggression. Choose an enemy, that enemy attacks you, deal 5 damage to that enemy. And Nick Fury. So you play Nick Fury, draw into a bunch of cards, play toe-to-toe, -to -toe, regroups out in play, so Nick Fury bounces to your hand, you hopefully draw into a second toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Now the way the loop works is you lose one resource each time you do it. So if you're not using like enhanced resources and other things to pay for the toe-to-toe, -to -toe, eventually you're going to like not shuffle into the right cards and miss out on a toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Um, I think if you actually played the aggression player as Spider-Man Peter Parker and had someone else on the team play regroup, you could actually make this like an infinite loop, but I think it'll be fun to try it out with one character. So I'm going to try some aggression leadership decks with Spider-Man using that little combo right there. With Star-Lord, my least played ability or uh, aspect was aggression. There's a ton of really cool aggression three-cost cards that aren't dropkick. I love dropkick, but other ones as well. Um, so I'm going to try Into the Fray and Melee. We'll probably put aggressive energy and warrior skill in there as well. Warrior skill can work with a bunch of Star-Lord cards too. Um, so just using Star-Lord to get good value out of those three-cost aggression cards. For Storm, my least played aspect is protection again. I'm really excited about this one. I want to try a flash, flash freeze get behind me deck. So it's like a villain phase deck. Americana would love it. So that's a defense superpower. When the villain attacks you, the villain and each minion engaged with you gets minus three attack while attacking you this phase. If Blizzard is in play, resolve its special ability. Um, so the key is you're going to give the villain minus three attack. You can then use get behind me and hopefully not take damage, but still counter and counter cards um, and absorb attacks for, you know, other players sort of, but it's really get behind me absorbing the attack. With Thor, my least played aspect was Justice, and this was actually a tie with Justice and Protection. It was like within a couple of games. But I want to try a Thor deck where, right, Thor's ability is he can summon his hammer from his discard pile or deck and Alter Ego, where you really lean into using that hammer as a resource. I've never done that before. Um, in order to do it, I think you need 
a lot of allies that can confuse those minions that you're going to be bringing out so you have the chance to flip down and build up to some massive lightning strike or something like that. So I'm thinking about a deck that flips a lot and uses Thor's hammer for a while as a resource, then finally plops on and lightning strikes, lightning strike AoEs the whole board. Seems like it could be super, super fun. With Valkyrie, my least played aspect was protection. Um, and actually Valkyrie is my least played hero. So there you go. Surprising no one. Valkyrie was my least played hero. Um, I would like to build a deck all about Valkyrie and Valkyrie's Spear, right? Putting that on the villain so you get plus two defense against the villain, so you're sitting at a net three for defense. With Armored Vest, you can go up to a four. You can use Jump Flip to shore up some of those, um, you know, weaknesses you have as a hero, your thwarting weakness. I think it could be pretty fun. I've mainly done, when I play Valkyrie, focused on getting Deathglow onto minions, sometimes getting onto the villain and going face, but I've never done a sort of defending build with uh, her spear before. So I'm gonna try that out. With Venom, I'd really like to try out... Uh, Aggression was like actually tied for second with my least played, which is surprising because there's a ton of restricted items in Aggression, or there's a ton of weapons and things like that. Um, but I don't tend to use them a lot because I already have Venom's three weapon upgrades. But there is a weapon upgrade in Basic that does not have the restricted keyword. So I'm thinking about playing Venom with run, like trying to combo pulse grenades into mean swings and then use run and gun to ready those pulse grenades and then discard them and do like one super explosive turn with venom we'll see how it works out so pulse grenade gate pulse grenade again is from the guardian cycle it's discard pulse grenade choose an enemy discard the top two cards of the encounter deck deal one damage to the chosen enemy for each boost icon discarded this way all right, with Vision, I'm looking at a protection deck here, um, using Intangible with Get Behind Me to prevent damage, using Intangible to get the most out of Force Field Generator, because you'll really get to use that over multiple attacks, and maybe even repurpose that, because you can get Vision up to five base attack when you jump to the other form, um, which I think could be pretty fun. War Machine, my least played was protection, um, but we I've monkeyed a lot with a protection deck this year. We were doing like this little deck out optimizer thing on uh, Discord. Um, so it was pretty close to aggression, actually, because I never played a ton of Yarmjorn uh, aggression, War Machine. Another guy in my playgroup did, so I witnessed a lot of it, and it was fun. Um, but what I want to do is focus on Ariel, which I can get from up upgraded chess chassis. Chassis? Oh my gosh. It's, it's a late night. Um, so we'll do that with Dive Bomb, with full auto, with aggressive energy. I think that could be really fun. I wish War Machine's AoE attack was an attack, not just like a, an event. Um, it's not, unfortunately, so it doesn't combo with Warrior Skill or aggressive energy. But Dive Bomb does, so you can still do a ton of AoE damage to the whole board all in one turn. With Wasp, okay, now this is another crazy one. Not sure what to do with Wasp. My least played aspect was Protection. Um, she's got a lot of cool cards that could go with repurpose and protection, right? She's got some tech upgrades, but at the same time, they're, like, not great upgrades. So <laughs> I don't know if you'd actually want to play them just to repurpose them, right? You play Force Field Generator because you get five reduction out of it, hopefully, and then sacrifice it for a big boost. At the same time, Wasp does have the ability to spread around that damage from her basic attack, so it could be, it could be pretty fun to... Um, repurpose those upgrades. So you can also include other upgrades like electrostatic armor. Um, with her red room training in giant form, you gain retaliate one. You can also get tough from perseverance, so you can keep shuffling that back in as you flip with wasp. So you could make some kind of deck where you just keep giving yourself tough and jumping to giant form. And then between dauntless red room training and maybe defending, um, you could get like a retaliate two to three superficially with electrostatic armor, which seems like it could be 
fun deck to try out. Wolverine, my least played aspect again was protection. Um, here I'm just going to try a make up for all of the damage I'm dealing with claws. So I'm going to use claws every turn to try to perform some kind of Wolverine attack and then do a base attack and then catch up during the hero phase using second wind and what doesn't kill me. Um, seeing if I can keep Wolverine alive to do that. All right, and we made it all the way through. That's 40 heroes, so we're going to talk about Adam Warlock. What I think we really had the chance to do with Adam Warlock, and Adderkop and I talked about this the other day um, in our tier list episode, is with Adam Warlock, it's really hard to create a synergistic deck, or at least it was when his kit first came out. He does have some things that let you grab things out of the discard pile, quantum magic specifically, so you can kind of try to make combos work, but it was still a little bit difficult. But now, we have a ton of cards that do the same thing across different aspects. They might have different triggering conditions, but they're pretty similar. Um, so what I'm looking at doing is a ready and stat using um, Adam Warlock deck. So you do only have one thwart, one attack, and two defense, but you can sort of jump up um, pretty quickly using some tricks and tricks of the trade, I should say. So there's a ton of things that can ready you now, right? So we have, um, what is it, repurpose and what doesn't kill me can ready you from protection, desperate defense can ready you from protection, um, in aggression, battle fury can ready you, so if you do a stat buff you can use it multiple times. Um, Justice Served, Indomitable can ready you as upgrades. So I basically included all the readies I could find across different aspects, even major victory for allies from leadership. And then I included the ton of stat buff cards. So And those come in his kit, right? But Combat Training, Armored Vest, and um, Heroic Intuition. So we can get our stats pretty high, ready ourselves a ton of time. I have Repurpose in here. This is like my draft of the deck, and I think I actually have to fit more tech upgrades in if I'm going to use repurpose because I only see two tech upgrades um, which isn't enough for repurpose to be super stable but remembering that you can quantum magic repurpose multiple times into the same turn or or you can grab a tech upgrade uh, with quantum magic when a repurpose is in your hand might mean that that would work out but I probably need to jump up to three um, upgrades so I might drop like a desperate defense for a force field generator or something but in general, trying a deck with Adam Warlock where I use his stats instead of, you know, all his, his magical cards and, like, the combo of different aspect cards. Instead, I'm, like, comboing around a similar mechanic across all aspects. That one doesn't make as much sense, um, but it's a deck I haven't tried with Adam Warlock before. So we're going to try it out. So that wraps up this final, 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 I promise, final episode of MCM for 2022. Um recorded this you know remotely while on vacation so uh, audio might be a little bit down but i was able to get the music and all that stuff in there so hope everybody enjoyed it if you're going to make some new year's marvel champions resolutions please let me know in the comments on youtube i would love to hear for each hero what your least played aspect is or what you feel like your least played aspect is if you don't record all your games and what some of your other gaming resolutions are with that, I wish you all a happy new year, an exciting 2023 for Marvel Champions, as we'll be getting Rogue and Gambit in February, I think the article said. So super excited for that, and to see the conclusion of this first mutant cycle. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great year.